Hi, this is Andy of Andy's Personal Development, and we are currently live in the breakout room. So, welcome and welcome, and we love being here for you with quality and value to inspire and to transform. Remember, we are on Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, and iTunes. Today, as usual, we have a special guest to share with you for your development and growth and to live your better informed life. So, grab a cup, pull up a seat, and stay tuned for the introduction right here now, live in the breakout room. Hi, our next guest live in the breakout room is Alex Morin. Alex Morin is the host and creator of the Almost Enlightened podcast, business coach, speaker, writer, and consultant. Alex defines himself as a person with a passion for learning, growing, and sharing, all in the spirit of love. This is the man of the moment. Alex is a husband, a father of three children. He loves to spend time in nature with his family, and he also enjoys playing the guitar, singing, cooking, and walking. Him and his wife, and the family. He's a host, and he's almost enlightened. So, let's welcome our guest in the breakout room, Alex Morin. Woohoo! That was a fun intro, Andy. I alive like and alive in the breakout room. I knew you would like that. <laughs> yeah, man. You made me look like a rock star. Thank you, my friend. Well, well you are more than that. <laughs> you know, we welcome you, Alex. This is a big show. This is a very important show. Uh, we have the opportunity to impact so much different things on people's lives. And we love doing that in the breakout room. Uh, today's show, before we really begin, I just want to take a moment, and I hope you wouldn't mind, to just give a shout out to the people in Ukraine. You know, at this moment, we, we in the world have been going through some really tough times with COVID-19 and the fallouts and the negatives. Our economy is hurting, people dying and stuff. You know, unstable situations. And then suddenly, this comes upon uh the, 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 the Ukrainians at this time when everybody's looking to sort of recover, it must be tough for them. I just want to hear briefly what your thoughts are, Alex, on this situation that has developed in the world. Uh, thanks for that introduction. And thanks for this opportunity to speak about some of the calamities that we're seeing in the world these days. Of course, you're right. We have to contend with COVID. We've had to do so for almost two years now. We've seen political division. We've seen families and friends being torn apart. Uh, and now we see a war, a war like we've never seen that started today. And it is devastating, Andy, devastating to say the yeah. least. How in this day and age, in 2022, can anybody in their right mind decide that dropping bombs and killing people is a solution to a problem? I don't understand yeah. it. I am born of love. I am energy and I am love. And it takes a lot to get me heated. 
And when I woke up this morning and read the report that there was an invasion in Ukraine, my heart broke. And I want to send my love out to everybody on the planet. And I'm so happy that we're doing this, this interview today, that we're talking today about the power of love, the power of our consciousness. Because if we continue to be love and to interact and share who we truly are, then we will raise the consciousness of the world. And perhaps one day we won't have these silly wars that are justified in the name of capitalism, the name of control, uh, things that I think are absolutely useless because we know, Andy, that it's all about love. Yeah, that's that's very enlightening and heartening coming from you, Alex. I can feel the passion in your voice and I share with you. I understand what it is like to be in a situation where you're dead and suddenly you don't know what tomorrow is going to be like, the uncertainty, the doubt, the fear. You know, it's not a comfortable situation for anybody to be in, especially after we're still recovering from the negative aspects of COVID-19. But it is what it is, and we have to do what we need to do. We have them in our thoughts, in our prayers, in our hearts, and our love goes out to them, and we hope that this situation would be resolved very speedily. So let's get into the heart of the matter. Alex, you were born and raised in the in Vancouver, British Columbia, but now you reside in Toronto. What I'd like to know is, as you had your early passions growing up, you were involved in hockey and skiing and that kind of stuff. What was it like for you as a young man growing up uh, in Vancouver, British Columbia? I was a regular child, uh, fortunate enough to be born into a family that had a tremendous amount of love. I have two brothers and a sister. Uh, I have a mother and a father who's passed away now. I was born into mm -hmm. a family that had a tremendous amount of love and who encouraged us to be ourselves as we grew up, who never exerted a tremendous amount of control, but gave us every opportunity to experience life. Um, look, mm -hmm. my parents didn't buy me the kind of shoes that I wanted, and they wouldn't buy me the ripped jeans that I wanted. But anytime <laughs> I wanted to do a sport, anytime I wanted to do a course or a lesson on something, there was never a question. They were passionate about allowing their kids to experience life, to see it, to feel it, to breathe it. And to this day, I feel so grateful and I'm so I'm so happy and, and uh, just proud of the way that my parents raised us kids. And that's what it was like to grow up in Vancouver. I had a phenomenal group of friends, a beautiful family network, and I was able to learn at my own speed. Look, I made lots of mistakes, Andy, and I had lots of beautiful friendships and beautiful moments that were picture perfect. But I was allowed the space, and I think that that's what was most important with my upbringing in Vancouver. And then the last thing I'll add is that Vancouver in the province of British Columbia is a magnificent place. It is the epitome of nature. We are bordered by mountains on three sides of where I grew up. We are on the Juan de Fuca Strait that connects to the Pacific Ocean. We are in forests and rivers. And so everywhere I looked, Andy, I had the opportunity to be one with nature, to connect with who I truly was and who I truly am. Because my philosophy is that I am nature. I am love. This is who I truly am, not this self-constructed individual. 
So that's what it was like to grow up in Vancouver uh, in my family. Wow. Thanks for sharing, Alex. I'm hearing a lot about family and love, a connection with nature. But then you went on to spend about 20 years in the promotional advertising industry. How did you manage to make that connection? And what was it like for you, the experience for that 20-year period? <laughs> I moved from Vancouver to Toronto because I had a girlfriend at the time that I had met in university. And she wanted to move back to Toronto to be closer to her family and start her career out here in Ontario. Mm -hmm. I mm -hmm. am a musician as well. I play lots of music, uh, as do you, Andy. You're a fabulous singer. And Thank you, man. I, I, I decided that I would move out to Toronto to become a musician. And so I joined a band and then another band and kept on playing music and started touring around the city and playing in different venues. And eventually my relationship got more serious and it was time to start a family. And I realized, yeah. look, I'm not making a lot of money as a musician here. I'm going to need to bring in some regular income. And then I can do what everybody else in the world does, which is buy a house. And at the time, I thought that's what you do as you get older. You get married, you have kids, you have house. So I went to a headhunter and I said, these are my skills. This is my degree in university. And they set me up with a variety of different interviews. And I had three job offers from three interviews. And I picked the smallest company of all three. One, in, one okay. job offer came from Heinz, the other one came from Volvo, and the third one came from a tiny company called Debco that I had never heard of. And I said yes, because I thought the owner was eccentric and different. And I figured, Andy, that I would only be in this company for a few months before my record contract came through and I would be a musician. But I lasted 21 years there, never <laughs> became the I thought I would, but made a ton of friends totally enjoyed business and uh, launched a career that uh, allowed me to raise a family, have a house, um, and allow my kids the space that I had up to do things and to experience life. So I, I feel very gifted and very fortunate that I was given that opportunity and, and made that opportunity as well. Thanks for sharing, man. I, I love the transition that you made and the fact that it it took 21 years of your time. That must have been more foundational rather than a choice. But how was the experience coming out? And, and, and what were the things that you would have learned that you could remember? Some things that you would definitely pass on to folks because it has impacted positively on your life. There are so many things that I learned in a corporate setting. Uh, I learned how to be part of a team how to work with people, mm -hmm. how to develop and mm -hmm. nurture relationships. You know, when you're in a capitalist mm -hmm. society and in a capitalist uh, corporation and a corporate environment, you know, you've got to learn pretty quickly the rules of the game. What do I have to give? What do I have to provide? What is expected of me? How do I make my team better? How do I provide value to my customers? And over a 21-year career, these were some of the things that I learned. And then I transitioned into leadership. So I was a guy who was motivated. I was a guy who started as an account manager, picking up the phone and saying, yes, I can do that. Yes, I can do that. And I said to my bosses, I want to go further. I want to manage this department. I want to be in sales. I want to be in marketing. I want to do some business development. 
And eventually wow. I ended up doing all of those things and creating my own path until um, a fateful incident caused me to completely and totally reevaluate my life and leave the corporate environment that I was a part of for 21 years. Interesting. Thanks for sharing, Alex. I'm going to read something here that I have, and it's quite emotional and probably would have been a bit traumatic for you, but I'm, I'm going to read it anyway. It says, your 16-year-old died, or almost died, rather, sorry, due to stabbing. And the thing is, that caused a big paradigm shift in your life. How did that happen? What was the impact on the family? And what was the experience like from a, a, a trauma sense of, of understanding what is going on here? And what about it caused you to make that big paradigm shift in your life? That was the event that caused everything to change. And I'll tell mm -hmm. you the story, Andy. I was mm -hmm. sitting around the dinner table one evening. Our youngest son, who at the time would have been about uh, four or five years old, was in bed. And I was with my wife and my daughter and her boyfriend. And we were playing a card game. And all of a sudden, my daughter got a text message from a friend advising her that my son, her brother, had been jumped. Now, <laughs> kids get in fights. This, these types of things happen. And so I was cautious about it. Okay, I'm not going to jump to any conclusions. Uh, I hope he's okay. We hopped in the car immediately. I went to the wrong park at first. I made it to the second park and there were police cars and ambulances and fire trucks everywhere. And I knew instantly something was terribly wrong. So I cut through the crowd. There was probably a 50 to 100 people around there. And I went right to the first police officer I found. And I said, I'm the father. Where's my son? <laughs> and what's amazing in an instant yeah. like that is that there are no need for large paragraphs of speech. You cut right to the point and everybody knows. Yes, yeah. nobody, nobody double checked. You're, you're really the dad? They knew. And I think that speaks to energy and what energy truly is. Energy is truth. Mm -hmm. And when I approached that police officer, we both knew instantly, we must connect. We must, we must discuss this. And he said, I'm going to get yeah. you a report. And he got on the radio and went to his car and got a report. And he said, your son is en route to a trauma center. He's been stabbed. And then... Um, of course, I found out where he was going. I raced back into my car, got some shoes at home and made my way down to the trauma center. And that was an interesting drive. I was with my daughter and her boyfriend. Of course, she was really upset and crying. And I kept on telling her, mm -hmm. let's just go through the circumstance. Let's just make our way through. And as I drove, yeah. I remember Andy looking up in the sky and seeing the moon and I remember wondering and thinking how absolutely beautiful that moon was in spite of what a wow. tragedy we were going through as a family. Even that and moment. It, it is, I'll never forget it. And I don't know why that happened, except to say that in a traumatic event, my experience is that time slows down and mm -hmm. nothing else is important except the truth. And for right. whatever reason, that moon spoke to me. And we made it to the hospital. And the uh, 
we made it to the, the admittance area. Of course, it was COVID. We weren't allowed to go in. So we were permitted special access because he was under 18. Mm -hmm. And yeah. um, finally, after quite a long wait, one of the uh, intern doctors who was in the surgery theater came out and said, your son will live. And uh, oh. that was the moment where it was like, oh, I didn't yes. care what had happened. None, none of it was important except those words, your son will live. Yes. So, so you asked me, Andy, you know, what happens in these moments of trauma? Everything changes. You know, your priorities shift in an instant. Mm. Your world is a house of cards. The house of cards comes down and the only thing that's left is the foundation. And for me, the foundation has always been love. <laughs> It's always been love. Wow. So that is knew, awesome. Awesome. I knew I knew the next Go day, ahead. Andy, my corporate career uh -huh. was done. I said to uh, to my ex-wife at the time, who um, I share the son with, as we were driving together to the hospital, I said to her, I have written my last email. I'm done. Not because I dislike the company, not because I dislike the business. In fact, I love the company. In fact, I love the business. I love the people I worked with. But I knew at that moment I was meant to spend more time with my family and connect in a different way. And I also knew that my time had come to change and uh, and do something different. And I didn't know what that was going to be, but I knew. I knew in my heart. It's different, Alex. You're you're on a new path, buddy. And wow. uh, that's, that's how it happened. That's how it happened. Wow. I knew I knew the next day. Alex, that is so powerful, man. That is so filled of emotion and passion. I can feel it, bro. And I, 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 although I don't fully understand that transition, but at the end of the day, it is so real what you have experienced. And then you went on to start a podcast, Almost Enlightened. You open up a coaching business under the same banner, you began an edu educational company called Promonoise and a writing company, among other ventures. Where did this burst of energy and all this inspiration come from? I, I don't know the answer to that, although I, I can give you a guess. Right. I think things happen in life. I, I, I never believed in a higher power. That is to say that I've always believed in myself, but I didn't understand the mm -hmm. degree to which I am connected to everything. And yeah. I think that's the answer. Where did all of those things come from? Where did the energy come from? You know, it came from something greater than me. And when it came to the podcast, Almost Enlightened, I, I just thought to myself after taking off two months after the incident, I think I have something to say. And I didn't know what I had to say. I just, I think I have something to say is what I thought. And so okay. I began the research of what it takes to start a podcast, realized that I need a microphone and a computer and I just need to start it. And uh, I did that. And it's been a beautiful journey ever since growing that podcast. These days I have less time to do it because I'm involved in so many things, but it is a passion of mine. It is another child to me. It is a love of mine. And it's far from perfect, Andy. It's 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 a show that <laughs> it's so honest that you're going to get my opinions and sometimes they're right and sometimes they're wrong. And you're going to see me develop as a human being. What, what do I think today? 
and two podcasts from today, I might think something different and I'm not ashamed to put it out there and, and say it. So that was almost enlightened. But the reality is, is that it, it, in today's society, in a capitalist world, you need money to survive. I still have a mortgage. I still have kids to feed. I've got a family. And so, you know, the podcast was not paying any bills whatsoever. It was a passion project. And so I decided, well, let's create something that can monetize, that speaks from my heart, in which I can make money and align with this new person that I'm becoming. And so, yes, I started a, an educational company called Promo Noise, and it's a resource for my industry that I was part of for 21 years, doing product review video, doing blogs. And even if you're not part of my industry, the blogs are fantastic. I take what I've learned from mentors. I take what I've learned in business and I try and translate that and let people know some of the lessons that, that they might profit from. And then I started a venture with my wife where we do cacao ceremonies and mm -hmm. uh, we drink this beautiful plant medicine from Costa Rica or from Nicaragua. And we connect with who we truly are, which is our energy, our source. And we teach people a different lesson once a month. One lesson might be about forgiveness, yeah. might, one might be about self-identity. And uh, I started a company called Working Writers Co. with a partner of mine. She's brilliant. And we teach people how to express themselves through stories. You know, how do you write your memoir? Right. How do you write your story? And, uh, and I've, I've gone on to do a few other things. I've partnered with a couple of companies in the industry that I used to be part of, and I'm helping them out with a sales capacity. I'm doing coaching. I'm doing consulting. And the answer to your question is that I don't know where it comes from, Andy. I just sort of follow my heart now. I just kind of follow it. Where am I going today? A lot of days are hard. A lot of days are beautiful, but I'll take them all, man. I'll take them all because, look, my family's safe. My son made it. And I'm, I'm going to serve, man. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to serve to the best of my ability. That's what I'm going to do. Wow. I hear you, so much wonderful and endearing stuff coming out from you, Alex. I want to read something and I'm going to ask you a question and then we're going to take a little break. Um, okay. I know you're still passionate about sharing. Uh, it, it goes like this, but it's also its own space. Almost enlightens what's happening right now. It's the confluence, creation and purpose. You remember those words? I do. Yeah, I do. <laughs> so here's the question, Alex. Why almost as opposed to fully enlightened? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that question. Um, I didn't think you would ask that question, Andy. Um, the reason is that... Mm, there you go. Uh, there, there's probably a lot of reasons and there's probably reasons that I don't, I'm not even aware of. Um, look, I'm far from perfect, so far from perfect. It's incredible. Um, but at the same time, I am perfect with my flaws and with my failures and, and with um, mm -hmm. my learning and with the journey. Mm -hmm. And so I think that Almost Enlightened is an appropriate name for my show and for my enterprise because that's what I am. I'm, I'm a guy who's attempting to learn, a guy who's attempting to, to be enlightened. And I know that deep inside I am, and I know that you are, and I know that my friends are, and I know that humanity is. We simply have to discover that. 
But in this incarnation as Alex Morin, this guy who's making mistakes every day, um, I'm I'm less than perfect, man. I'm I let's call it almost enlightened. Let's say that I have the joy and the love and and the energy, but I will be on a constant journey. There is no such thing as discovering it all, of knowing it all, I think, anyways, although we might know in our heart of hearts, but on this planet, on this journey, in this body, I am here to experience, I'm here to learn, and I'm humble, and I'm a student, and therefore, I'm almost enlightened. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not quite enlightened. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. And I, I understand the concept fully, and I agree with it. And we have spoken a lot, Alex. You have shared so much value, so much compassion. And I, I can feel the honesty. It's been coming directly from your heart and your soul, and we appreciate that. So we're going to give you a minute or less than a minute to get a little breather. And then when you come back, we'll take a quick ad break. Thank you for listening, folks. This is Andy live in the breakout room. My personal development, the Love Bits A channel, our special guest. Tomorrow. We'll be right back after this ad break. Stay tuned. Hi, people. This is a special invitation for you to join our community. Yes, we're inviting you to join our community. Hi, people. This is a special invitation for you to join our community. Yes, we're inviting you to join. Hi, people. This is a special invitation for you to join our community. Yes. We're inviting you to join our community for 2022. What's in store? Well, what we want is your feedback and our content and our. Okay, we we gotta get back into the show because we're not getting our our ad to play at this time. We are obviously experiencing some technical stuff at this time, so we're gonna try and bring back Alex. Uh, uh, I'm gonna put instead of what we have now, so. Alex, we are back, and uh, All right. we are going to continue with our interview at this time. Just hold a second. All right. Let me just get us into that frame where I can bring you up alongside me. There we go. So, sorry about that technical issue there, folks. We're going to deal with that in our editing part. I just want to say a couple things uh, that I've seen that, are very interesting in terms of what I've looked at in your work. And I'm going to say something briefly from episode 42 that's entitled Rooted. It says, whether grounded or grounding physically or energetically, we must be rooted in the present moment. I think that is so awesome and powerful and so relevant to today. But what is the thought process behind it, Alex? 
I think that magic is created in the present moment, Andy. I think that if you are a creator and you understand where your power comes from, then there becomes a profound understanding that it happens from the moment in an authentic way that's generated from your heart. And that's why I made the comment about rooting and being grounded in the present moment, because it's, it's been my experience and it is my experience that when we have anxiety, we are typically afraid of the future. We are anxious about something that's, that's coming up. And that prevents us from being who yeah. we truly are. That prevents us from being creative and creating that magic that I was just talking about. And when we're depressed, we tend to generally find that depression comes from the past. We worry about past traumas. We bring those into our lives and they occupy that energy bandwidth that exists for the purpose of creation, that exists for the purpose of betterment of this planet and the people on it. So I say, forget about the past, forget about the future, live in the present moment with an understanding that the past got me here and a, a future will certainly exist. But the only thing that I can control is right this moment. And I will use this moment to make, make the world a better place. So that, that's what I mean by grounding in the present right. moment, understanding your power in the present moment. Great. I'm going to do next from episode 45 called Manifestation. Mm. And it reads, when it comes to manifestation, each one of us has a field of possibilities that exists in our minds. Another powerful statement. Where is that coming from, Alex? So this is a concept that, you know, I developed uh, intuitively and also mm -hmm. have learned from many people when it comes to their own version of what manifestation is. And the way I see it, Andy, right. is that you have a field of possibilities. I have a field of possibilities. And everybody who's listening has a field mm -hmm. of possibilities. Let me give you an example. Right. If I say to anybody listening today, go grab yourself a drink of water. Most people that uh -huh. are listening would be able to go and do that. And they would probably be able to do it within 30 seconds. That is mm -hmm. your field of probability. Now, if I said to you, yeah. give, me, give me $20, show me $20. Well, now fewer people out of that group of people will be able to pull $20 out of their pocket and say, here it is, because that's their field of probability. Now let's keep on going on with this financial example. If I say, okay, show me $10,000 in an hour. Most people won't be able to get $10,000 and show us $10,000 in an hour. So we now know what their limitation is on their field of probability. So my understanding and my take on the field of probability is that it's a muscle, is that it's something that we can enlarge and expand at any given time. So the more I work on manifestation, the more I work on manifesting what I want, what I am actually doing is expanding my field of probability. So right. if money is important to me 
and I want to make more of it. And that's my goal. And that's my vision. And I work hard to make that happen. And you say, Alex, get me $50,000 in an hour. I would want my field of probability to include that possibility. And I think right. that we can translate that to anything in life, including our health, including our relationships. So we often say to ourselves, well, why do you feel the way you do in your relationship? And I would say it's because you have a limited field of probability. You have a limited field of possibilities. You haven't considered the possibility that your relationship can be spectacular. And when you work on your relationship, when you, when you affirm it, when you see it every single day, when you decide deliberately that I will have an unbelievable relationship, or I will make tons of money, or my health will be impeccable, and you work towards accomplishing that, then you are enlarging, you are expanding your field of probabilities. And to me, that is what manifestation is. I will expand my field of possibility so great that whatever it is I desire, boom, I can manifest that. And that's what I meant by that comment. <laughs> that deserves an amen. <laughs> you preach, my friend Alex. Powerful stuff for our listeners and really, truly valuable information that I'm sure they can hold on to and make something better of themselves. I want to share something with you that I heard yesterday in a workshop session. I attended with Lisa Nicholas and Sean Smith. And he said something that completely blew my mind. I mean, that doesn't happen very often. Not that I'm not an open-minded individual thinking every day I'm going to learn something, something new is going to come in my sphere. But I'm thinking, where in God's name did he get this from? Enough of the suspense. This is what he said. Uh, I may not say it in the exact words, so don't quote me word for word, but this is what he says. A lot of us spend most of our lives looking at the canyons that exist and thinking that bridges are going to suddenly appear. But what most of us don't realize is that somewhere within our souls lies the ability to develop and grow wings and soar. And that blew me away. What's your take on that, Alex? I love it. I love it. <laughs> we should see an obstacle as an opportunity. So when we look at a vast canyon in front of us, and let's, lose, let's use the Grand Canyon for, for example, mm -hmm. we might think to yeah. ourselves standing on the precipice that it would be un, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, it, it would be inconceivable to be able to get over that mm -hmm. canyon. But I think what your esteemed colleague was saying in yesterday's workshop is that, oh, no, 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 no. This is not insurmountable. That's the word I was looking for. This is not insurmountable. Yes. yes. This is not unachievable. You have to look at the canyon in a different way. And in the same way that your colleague said, you can develop wings, you can soar right over the canyon. I would agree with that. And I would also say, and I can also get myself a pair of ropes and I can start rappelling right into that canyon and exploring the beauty of it. I would also say exactly. that I could get myself a pair of binoculars and explore the beauty that I see from where I'm standing. 
I would also say mm -hmm. that with my math skills and my engineering skills, I could build a bridge and study the canyon from right on top in the middle of it. In fact, right. those fields of probabilities that we were just talking about are limitless. So a canyon presents every opportunity in the world to grow wings, to build bridges, to explore it by getting into it. There's a million things we can do with a canyon. And so I find that really, really brilliant and really astute. But let's not stop there, man. Let's keep going. Let's explore this canyon for what it is. Let's yeah, find the yeah, drawings yeah. on the side of it and explore those as well, caves that are inside the canyon. That's right. That's right. Awesome. I love it. I love it. You know, um, there's a saying that if, if someone or if life gives you a lemon, make lemonade. And one day someone asked me what, what I thought about that statement. And I said, you know, it's not just about making lemonade and giving somebody to. But how about we take that one lime and we create a whole domino effect? And they said, well, what are you talking about? I said, think about it this way. The lime had an, an originality. It came from somewhere or rather you made lemon juice. But the most important thing about the lemon, you threw away. You see, you <laughs> didn't think that the lemon could be something that you could use for commercial activity. What about the seeds of the lemon? You take the seeds, you plant, you grow more lemon, and more people could get more lemon to make more lemonade. And we have industries being created, and you have a domino effect. And they were like, wow. <laughs> you know, it's that kind of scenario. And I remember... So Winston Churchill, the late great Sir Winston Churchill, he made a statement. He said, we should never let a good crisis go to waste. And I'm thinking, how many lessons have we learned about our ability to be resilient? And yet at the same time, the level of vulnerability that exists in the world because of the changes we had to make with the pandemic. What about you, Alex? What is your take on that? Well, first of all, I absolutely love your take on the lemons. I think it's brilliant. Taking the seeds out of the lemon, creating more lemon trees, providing food and nourishment, high in vitamin C is beautiful for the yeah. world. So I love this idea. And yeah, Churchill's comment about conflict Conflict is an opportunity. Conflict to learn is absolutely true. Although I would ask myself, how many darn conflicts do we have to go through before we can learn uh, the darn lesson about how important human life is? So when exactly. we go back to the beginning of our conversation about what's happening in the Ukraine right now, why? Why do we have to keep learning these lessons? Can we not learn it already? You know, and that's the one thing. It's like I coach a lot of people and I'm tolerant and I'm caring and I'm giving and but I'm not going to play the fool and I'm not going to allow you to play the fool either. If you're not learning, mm -hmm. let's find out why you're not learning. Why is the message not sinking in? Is it because you are right. so out of touch with reality that you don't understand that human life is precious? Are you someone in an office making decisions and you are completely out of touch with what's happening? So this is what I think about conflict. I think that it can be a beautiful thing, but I'm also going to say enough is enough. You got to learn, man. Yeah. 
And I, I, yeah. I believe in firmness. I believe in toughness. And if you're not going to learn, I'm going to show you why you should. Excellent. I love it. I love it. You know, I want to, I want to deal with something that also made a great impact on my life with uh, Winston Churchill. And we, we come into the close of, of our wonderful and, and engaging interview, but I would just, I just want to share this with you. Um, it's, it's, it has a lot to do with perspective and positioning as far as leaders are concerned. And, and I know that is right up your alley in terms of the leadership stuff that you do. You know, it was the height of World War II and, and Germany were bombing the living daylights out of the people in London. And he was the prime minister at the time and he decided he was going to leave a bomb shelter in London and go home in his garden and tend to his roses and they sail. So Winston, you're crazy, man. Don't you realize what is happening? The future of the free world is at stake. And in the midst and in the height of this, you leave to go home to tend to your roses in your garden. And I'm going to say something that is not word for word what he said. But what he wanted them to understand is simply this. If I had stayed in that position where all the information that is coming towards me is negative and we are losing here and losing there and losing everywhere, as a leader, I would lose my perspective and I would not be able to tell you what's the next best step we should take. But if I take myself out of the position and I go into an atmosphere that's totally opposite, that's different, my rose garden, I love roses. I can tend to the roses. I can exhale. I can breathe for a moment. Guess what? When I'm done with this, my mind will be so clear and so concise and so objective that by the time I get back to the war room, I can tell you this is where we need to go and this is what we need to do because now I am not clouded by what is happening around me. And that was so powerful to me, man. What's your take on that? And could you employ some of that stuff if you're not already doing with some of your leaders? I think that's extremely insightful. And I'd like to share two experiences with you that validate what Sir Winston Churchill was talking about. Sure, sure. The first one would be after my son was stabbed and I would go to the hospital every single day because the visitation times were limited due to COVID. It happened mm -hmm. in the summer. I had a lot of chance and a lot of opportunity to sit in nature at the beautiful grounds of the hospital. And in spite of the trauma and in spite of the hurt and in spite of what we were going through as a family, some of the most beautiful moments that I recollect about that entire incident occurred in the gardens of the hospital when I was meditating. Wow. And it was an ability for me to be able to get in touch with who I truly am and what the universe truly provides. And in doing so, it gave me the clarity and the strength to be able to yeah. understand that regardless of what happens, everything is going to be okay. And I yes. can develop a game plan. That's example number one. Example number two is, is less dramatic, but I've had instances, Andy, where I've been in the middle of work and, you know, it's like, ah, oh, like I'd love to close a deal or I'd like this to happen. And I'm work, 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 email, 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 blah, 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 blah. And then I just say, enough, dude. 
enough. Why don't you go sit on the couch, meditate? Why don't you go into the backyard, take your shoes and socks off, stand in the grass and do nothing for 30 minutes, nothing. And invariably, I have had moments, Andy, where things have materialized for me as a result of unplugging myself from the focus yeah. and the narrowness of what I was looking at because I became more expansive. And so deals have closed through my email that I never even knew were going to close when I got back and sat down in front of my computer. So wow. yes, I believe there is a power in unplugging from being inside something and then moving outside to take a more global look at it and evaluating it from a different perspective. Because what is life but millions and billions and infinite amounts of perspectives? There is no right or wrong. There is no good or bad. They are just perspectives. That's it. Wow. What a fabulous note to end this engaging and encouraging and enlightening interview on. Alex Morin, you're a source of inspiration that leads to transformation, man. And um, I know that the, the, the listeners are going to have a lot of time to think about the food that you have shared with us today. And I hope they have a big appetite because you have given us a lot to eat in terms of our intellectual uh, ability and our, our passion for our souls. What I want to do is give you the opportunity now to share with our listeners how they can make contact with Alex Morin, how they could reach out to you if they need something to be done on promo noise or promotuity, how they can reach out to you if they want to get you to speak, to share information with them, stuff like that, your podcast, all your social hooks. Your turn. Okay. Before I do that, I'd like to thank you, Andy, for having me on your show. Um, you connected with me, and I wasn't aware of who you are. And you are a beautiful <laughs> human being, man who is doing Thank something you, man. I appreciate fantastic. That. And as I've researched you and I've appreciate taken a look that. at your show and your services and your beautiful voice, I just keep thinking to myself, I am so lucky. I am so grateful to be connected with such a beautiful <laughs> human being. So thank you so much. We are blessed. I am we are so, blessed. so unbelievably proud of what you're doing. Um, for those yeah. people that would like to get a hold of me, um, you can contact me at alex at almostenlightened.com dot life so almost a l m o s t enlightened e n l i g h t e n e d dot life l i f e i know it's kind of a weird email address but you'll get it alex at almost enlightened dot life and you can check out my website if you're interested in the podcast and some of the things that i've been talking about almost enlightened dot com Ooh, is it no triple w dot almost enlightened dot life you can check uh, that out as okay. well. Um, and okay. the, the other thing is uh, take a look at Promo Noise. Uh, it's a fabulous company that has lots of resources, lots of blogs. You can find me at Working Writers Co. on LinkedIn, or you can find me at Alex Morin, M-O-R-I-N, on LinkedIn. And if you'd like to do private coaching or corporate coaching, um, just send me an email at alex at almostenlightened.life. I will get back to you promptly and we can absolutely discuss what your needs are. But uh, I offer a variety of different services. These are some of the services and some of the businesses that I'm involved with these days. Thanks for that opportunity to share that, Andy. I appreciate it. 
You are so welcome, my friend. And thank you, Alex, for spending this wonderful time with us in the breakout room on Andy's personal development, the Love Bits A channel. We will cherish these moments and this time together for a long time to come. And as we continue to provide information for our people, we want to remind you folks that the world is filled with love, but it's also filled with a lot of things that are opposite to love. But it all depends on the choices that you make and the perspectives that you have in your mind with regards to what is happening. And what you choose to put out there is most likely what is going to come back to you. Our main concern is threefold, that you have health, happiness, and prosperity. So Godspeed, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, we say stay safe, stay blessed, and all the best. From Andy's personal development and Alex, thank you so much. Until next time, see you then. Bye for now.